Julie. I'm Amy. I'm Donya. And it's time to pucker up. As you can tell, we've got Donya back with us. Socially distanced socially, puckering up. We're so socially distanced that there's a whole ocean between some of us. That's true. It is very true. I have now unfortunately returned back home after my month-long trip across the United States. I was gonna Which say... couldn't have been better timed, by the way. Oh no, for real, because I got into the States on, what was it, the 12th of February, and I left on March the 14th, and I managed to do, like, literally everything that I'd come out to the US and had planned to do. So it was everything except for from... that last hockey game. Except for that last hockey game, but, like, in fairness, it was also the Red Wings game, so not, like, the biggest loss in the universe in I terms mean, of all of the ones I saw. The Caps probably would have won it. Yeah, but at unlike, the same time... Unlike most of the other Caps games we went to. True. That's very true. But, yeah, like, I managed to do... Like the Denver trip at the start for Caps Abs and uh, the Stadium Series. I spent a week in San Francisco at um, the office for my day job, which is based out there. Um, flew over to DC, spent a lot of time in DC doing stuff. Um, also went on a really wonderful road trip. <laughs> Tanya's great North American hockey tour. Exactly. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic, and I guess we will probably be getting into that a lot more. We will, but right now, the first thing we're going to talk about is that the NHL 2019-2020 season, over. Well, over in quotations, there are apparently I was going to say, I took a nap, did something happen? No, two floated plans for potential, uh, a potential return of the season, or at least they're the two most common ones right now one of which is um starting up in july with like a training camp in july and then going on from there which is the one that was proposed apparently by the players and is most liked by the players and the nhlpa uh i think i think it was tsn that was uh talking about that well I heard something interesting on the 31 Thoughts podcast this afternoon, which is, if I know, Julie, you hate them, but I learn things sometimes, is that if that whole July scenario is mostly dependent on whether or not the Olympics happen, because... Which they won't. And and if they don't, then having them after... July, you know, July and onward works, but if they do for whatever reason, they kind of need to wrap stuff up, like from a hockey perspective, by the beginning of August. I just because of TV rights and all sorts of shit. I think it's not going to happen. I think it's done. I don't think it will either, but it's an interesting point to think about when you're planning this kind of stuff, which hadn't occurred to me until I heard it. I at this point. After reading a lot of the documentation, uh, would be surprised if the 2020-2021 season happens. Interesting. Why come? Uh, because it's really sounding more like it's going to take months rather than weeks to dig out of the hole that we're in. Mm. Which is interesting, I guess. Mm. It's, it's, I wonder if in terms of like sports like it's like an easing back into it wherein like maybe it will come back they start on, playing like, in s- empty stadiums 
Yes. So it's like an earlier kind of, um, I don't know, season than we're expecting, but fans aren't like allowed, allowed to, to go. go to games. Yeah. If so that's how I wonder if it'll be like a phased kind of re-entry sort of situation. Um, if you're the Washington Capitals, how embarrassed are you that the last game you played was against the Buffalo Sabres and you lost? And not only did you lose, but the refs tried to hand you the game and you still lost. Yeah, I'm still... So, I'm still a little bit mad about that goaltender, goaltender interference call. And Jeff not Skinner just because too. it was Jeff Skinner. No, and not just because it was Jeff Skinner. Let's get that one out of the way but like julie and i were sitting right behind the goal when this happened like we were right on the glass right behind this when it happened and hope he could have had it like hope he had more than enough time to react to that goal he just didn't didn't have it yeah like well, there was nothing I... interfering at the point of the goal happening now some of my love for my boyfriend will be showing it's asked right now. But, but listen, Cap scored goals right in front of us on Linus Olmark too, and he just didn't have it. I don't know if you all had the, the benefit of seeing a slowed down version of what happened like we did on oh, we TV, did. though. We did. We saw yeah, it. we did. And literally all the Sabres fans were literally banging the glass saying, challenge it, because it looked very cut and dry, no interference. Well, and to be fair, the, the broadcast was afraid it was going to get challenged. And was surprised that it didn't. I can explain why it didn't. Because yeah, we went we to Ralph got... Kruger's press conference and he explained why he didn't challenge it. Oh. So, and you can find this online, but we... So let's talk about what we did. Let's talk about Donya and I paid an extortionate amount of money to go have the ultimate saber, the ultimate exorbitant. No, extortionate. <laughs> yes. It's not extortionate. Yeah, extortionate is a word. Extortionate is a word, Melanie. Like the type of money you would use to extort somebody. Someone extort you? Yes. It was like an obscene amount of money. Was, Melanie, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know how much we paid. <laughs> Choices were made. I don't, I don't either, are. but I know huh? that. I do know what words are. Extortionate is a word. Google it. You're three of us have English degrees. One of us invented- Oh! <laughs> Exorbitant is also a word and would also apply in this situation. However, I said, and I meant extortionate. Anyway. Good Lord. We're having a home, we're having a home school. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say the quarantine grammar fights have begun. That was our first quarantine grammar fight. I'm sure there will be many more. We've been sitting on the couch next to each other for how many days straight? Since Saturday. We're on five, yeah. Um, so, Donya and I paid an extortionate amount of money to be to have the ultimate Sabres fan experience. Which included free parking, which was nice. It's watching warm-ups from the penalty box, which was interesting. Because neither of us were really talking Both of you have little teeny tiny legs! Yeah, so the, the bench in the penalty box is like six inches wide, first of all. Like, I don't know how that fits a hockey butt, like, at all. It does not. And an additional butt. There's always an additional butt, too. Yeah, listen, there are men sitting in there the whole game. How do their legs not go fucking numb? Because they can't, they, I mean, like, they're taller than me, but they're not 
that tall. Because that thing's got to be three and a half feet off the ground. Donya had to jump to sit on it. I did. It's true. I had to put my hands on the actual bench and basically push myself up. Like she was getting up on a counter. Yeah, it was exactly like that. And I just, I couldn't reach the floor. I had to hop down as well. Like it was, I am significantly taller than Donya and also could not reach the floor once I got up there. So question. If you put aluminum foil on a penalty box bench, can hockey still sit there? Yeah, because they're dogs. They don't care. Well, not all of them. Most of them. Tom Wilson has no problem, if that's what you're asking. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we got to watch warm-ups from the penalty box. Actually, if you look at, I think it's... um, Both both Samantha Samantha Pell and Tarek Al-Bashir. If you look at their photos that they took of the arena during warm-ups, you can see me and Danya in the box. Yeah. (laughs) Then he escorted us around to where we were sitting, which was right behind the goal on the glass. So on the first Sabres goal and probably on the two Caps goals or no, one of the Caps goals, Mm -hmm. the first Sabres goal, the first Caps goal. And um, maybe the shootout as well. The goal that was not. Yeah. And during the shootout, you can see us sitting there behind Linus Olmark in the shootout. If you read the... I could see you very well on the TV's. Yep. yep, if you read the Russian Machine recap for that game, there are where the headline image, basically. Screaming, wearing Buffalo Sabres 50th anniversary jerseys. Danya's is Jeff Skinner, mine is Marcus Johansson, the way God intended. Yeah. During first- Pam was very upset, by the way, that she couldn't watch that game on TV and see the two of you. So I sent her the photo that Russian Machine used, and... Um, it made her it made her very happy. Oh, you should send her the video that Karen took because the next thing that we did was during first intermission, we went down and we got to do like the fist bump line on the way as the Sabres left their locker room to go back out on the ice. Except Brandon Montour stood right in front of us, so we only got to like fist bump like some of them. Well and some of them very from from what I could tell from what it looked like, very intently stood as far away from the fist bump line as possible as they walked past as well. Jeff Skinner went as close to the far wall as he possibly could, like he knew Danya was there. <laughs> <laughs> like though like, it was really interesting because someone was talking uh later, like one of the attendants that was down there and they were like, like oh, was Skinner out yet? Like cause he's usually last. Last one out usually, and she was like talking about like how he gets like really intense, like focused, like in the zone, and he just like goes, and it's like he snuck down the wall behind people, yeah. like he was trying not to be seen. Oh, like you're you're small, baby, but you're not that small. Yeah, he <laughs> certainly wasn't. We we're gonna talk about that in thighlights. Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, yeah. Also, did not get to f- fist bump Marcus because Brandon Montour was in the way. Thanks, Brandon. Y'all got cock blocked by Brandon. Montour. We got cock blocked by Brandon Montour. Who? Listen, Brandon Montour, pretty good at hockey, very cute. Did not appreciate the attitude, bud. Then we went back up. We watched the rest of the game, and then we got to go down and go to Ralph Kruger's post game press conference which turned into the entire Buffalo Sabres post-game press conference because they stopped letting media in the locker room. So we get down there and we're talking loudly about this bullshit goalie interference call and almost walk into Ovi's press scrum, which is taking place right outside the room where Kruger is doing his. We go in, they bring out Jeff Skinner. They ask Jeff Skinner if he knows what uh, goaltender interference is. He doesn't. Jeff answers- Well, then that's something that we all have in common. 
Yeah, Jeff answers a few questions. He goes back. They bring in Jack Eichel. Uh, Jack Eichel also doesn't know what goaltender interference is. Does he? I mean, I've never really seen an interview with him, but he looks to me like he has the personality of a wet sock. Am I right? Oh, no. Sir, Not even ma'am. Remotely dragged. Wait, wait until we get to the highlights. Cause we, oh, yeah. We get to- okay. Like- Oh boy. We gotta we gotta talk about how boned up we are about Jack Eichel's presence. Oh yeah. no. Like not okay. like not like his his face, but like the energy that he has. Yeah, it's very specific. Fair. And then Linus Olmark comes in and he doesn't know what goaltender interference is, even though he is a goaltender. And he also has they asked him some interesting questions, I think, about the shootout in that it's like, oh, well, Marcus Johansson used to play with the Washington Capitals. Did you get any tips from him? And, like, do you study guys? And what's it feel like to have someone like Alex Ovechkin coming down the ice in the shootout? And old Mark is like, listen, about Ovi, he's like, he's just another guy. He's just another shooter. Or another skater. Tell that to Alexander Georgiev. That, yeah, that kid, well, he, the difference between Olmark and Georgiev is Olmark's older. True. So Olmark is like, you can't study for a shootout because they're never going to do what you've seen them do on tape. Well, and even if they do, apparently TJ Oshie is really good at doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result most of the time. Not that night, he yeah. wasn't. I mean, no, he no, didn't. but Not for school. the most part. But um, the well, other thing, average. like, it was really interesting, like, how he was talking about Ovi, because it was like it wasn't in a way where he was like it wasn't derogatory like the no, way we're saying it was not like, derogatory he's like it's not you don't think about it because you can't think about it if you think about it then you get two in your head and you can't do your job yeah well my, yeah my guess is they're looking more at a stick and a puck than they yeah. are to face i mean also and I, I know people will get defensive about this ovi sucks in the shootout uh, agreed like it he sucks, they still send him out. Now, the other thing is that Jeff Skinner also sucks at the shootout, so much so that the Sabres did not send him out at But listen, all. this shootout went on so long that they sent Marcus out, and I'm yeah. sitting next to Danya, and I go, oh, that's not going in. <laughs> well, once it started to go along, I think I remember tweeting, like, Julie and Danya are never going to leave Buffalo. I think after they overturned the goal, and I was like, this is going to be like a 40-round shootout, because that's what we deserve. <laughs> we had some really interesting um, adventures in as far as hockey games are concerned um, over our, our weekend. Because we also... We did. I somehow didn't get the Caps and Rangers game on. Let's talk about low lights really quickly. Let's talk about the Flyers. Oh, God. Jesus, Pete. Ugh. What's up with the Washington Capitals? Do the Washington Capitals suck? <sighs> That's a really difficult question to answer. I think they were starting to find their feet again. Because, like, they're moving, like, people around so much. It's the same problem that the Sabres were having, which is that none of the lines have been, like, completely consistent. They brought in new people, and they just can't find that chemistry. And so they're, like, just throwing things out, thinking it's going to work. And then sometimes they're going, yes, this pairing that didn't work for the last few games, let's keep doing that instead of looking back at the ones that did work and switching it up. I'm still really mad 
that Red Kogunas is the healthy scratch, by the way. Yeah, my beef with that is that anyone who watches a Caps game lately and doesn't come away thinking that John Carlson could use some magic nachos... Did you really watch the Caps play? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that John Carlson did across some of the games where they got completely blown out or they were sloppy, where Radko Gudis was on the ice the same time as him. Carlson has messed up and Gudis is getting blamed for it. And you're like, they're going, but that's not how it works. Carlson, uh, there was one goal where Carlson was like, had his stick up in the air and he was looking up in the air and Gudis got blamed for that. But Gudis was doing his fucking job. What was John Carlson doing? Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, like stuff like that. Was, was dead. Yeah. <laughs> controller. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, I mean, and the thing that really drove this home for me is the last thing Donya and I did with, that was hockey related was went to MedStar. And so we're at MedStar and I'm watching them practice. John Carlson practices like that. Yeah, he looks Any laziness, lazy. Well, and you play how you practice. Any I mean, laziness that you see in John Carlson on the ice during games, he practices like that. Yeah, that was, it was one of those things where like, I hadn't really noticed it before. And it was just, it was like there was a spotlight on it. And I think it's because this season, I don't know, I've been paying closer attention to him this season, probably because of the Norris. Well, it's because John Carlson's going to win the Norris. John Carlson's scoring so many points. Yes, but he's not doing his job. And I think that, like, underlining it, that is the problem. There are a lot of people who are like, there are a lot of the players well, that are I'm- ending up out of position or not actually doing what they're supposed to do. And there's a lot of, la- there was a lot of laziness. That I think that's a lot of the issue as well. It's just they've, they're either getting caught puck watching or they're getting caught trying to do something like, fancy when they should be playing simple like yeah. they're they're too concerned with that's things looking good exactly <laughs> the, that's the caps well, problem and that's John been Carlson. the caps problem is that they want to have a pretty goal bitch put it in a net that's what the Tor- doesn't have to be pretty it just, just needs has to go, to go in. in that's what the toronto marley's needed to do Oh, yeah. That was... The Marlies had that problem as well. Like, Listen, big time. There was no fucking reason the Marlies should have lost that game. Yeah. So we went to see the Toronto Marlies while we were in Canada. Um, we drove up to Toronto. We went to the Hockey Hall of Fame, which was a delight like a fresca. And then we went to a Marlies game because we wanted uh, Haunted William Nylander bobbleheads. Uh, haunted Doll... Did you see David Ayers scrape the ice? Uh, I don't think he works for the Marlies anymore, actually. I don't think he did at the time he was their uh, e-bug, actually. Oh. I think that's a misconception. He used to be the Marley's Zamboni driver, and I don't think he was at the time he did this. No, I think uh, now he basically is the stand-in uh, like goalie at Leafs practice, I think it is. And also he's like, the I think it's something like the something to do with building maintenance. Like, he runs like some of the management of that, I think, oh. now. So, I mean, the Marley's I- game was really something because... All they wanted to do was fight. Yeah. God damn, did they ever want to fight. Like, everybody was watching the Bruins and the Lightning fight each other. We were watching the Marlies and the Crunch fight each other. Yeah. Ironically, 
the Crunch, who are the Lightning Tampa Farm Lightning. team, just as dirty as Tampa. Mm-hmm. I watched their goalie skate out of the net and shove a guy. Just fucking hit a yep. dude. And I was like, oh, this man, you better run. I heckled that man like he was Casey DeSmith. Like, come over here, bitch. I will yell at you. Yeah, that's saying something. Oh, I was furious. Yeah. Like, he he was dirty. Like, it was it was not... A lot of the, the fights were unnecessary, but what he was doing was, like, a step beyond. It was... There were a lot of people who were mad about it. Yeah. It wasn't just us. And, like, here's the thing, is that we have absolutely no emotional investment in the Mollies as a team at all. But the second that that happened, it was like... We were fucking oh, Marley's no. fans, and we were gonna fight this guy... Yeah, oh, he was a bad goalie. Marley's fans. Um, I did see a picture of what everybody got at that game. <laughs> Wasn't it when we wonderful? said it was a haunted William Nylander bobblehead, we really meant it. It is. Yes, you really it did. It is three inches tall, and it is horrifying. And I love it. Three inches tall, so it's tinier than the little JoJo ones we oh, got yeah. in New Jersey. Oh isn't yeah. It? It's a little, <laughs> oh, it's little. Yeah, it's tiny, tiny. But also, like, I don't know if I'm more scared of that or the Nicholas Backstrom gnome. Oh, I enjoy a Nicholas Backstrom gnome. It depends on, are you, are you more scared of haunted or are you more scared of cursed? <laughs> I mean, is the Backstrom gnome cursed? Ask yes. I have the yes. Backstrom gnome bobblehead in my basement. I have the elf bobblehead, but I don't have the gnome bobblehead. That's what it is. Elf. It's the same thing. Is it though? <laughs> Spiritually, yes. Caps played the Rangers the night after the Flyers. And it was like Yeah. It was dude, it was like hockey BDSM. <laughs> oh my god. That's one way to describe dude, it. Dude, it was. It like, listen, all right. You can see my video, right? Yes. You can see that I'm sitting here wearing a Mika Zibanejad t-shirt, right? Yes, I was going to make mention of it. So, and that, all right. So we get there and it's Pride Night, first of all, which was great. Yeah, seriously, they knew y'all were coming. They did. Like, Donya and I show up to a game which suddenly turns gay. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like, New York Rangers listen, put on a fantastic fantastic pride night listen bro i've been i went to three different pride nights this season the rangers blew the other two out of the water the rangers was well, better that's because their proximity to broadway is like dude they the- brought in the fucking gay men's chorus of new york city to sing the star spangled banner it was not better they interviewed the veteran and she was talking about getting like getting married the day after don't ask, don't tell got repealed in her dress blues. It was, oh my God, it was so good. Yeah. Well, that's New York. And then Mika Sabanajad scored five goals. Yeah. Oh boy, did he score five goals. Y'all had to Oof. listen to that dumbass goal song six times though. Oh no, five. Because one of them was in, no. Four times because one of them was in overtime. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Times six times because there were six goals and only five of them were Mika. <laughs> single-handedly being the daddy of the Washington Capitol. Truly. He can be my daddy. <laughs> but seriously, uh, like, the game itself was great. Like, Oh my god, we had a great time in New York. Like, we were afraid that we would have a shitty time in New York. We had fan-fucking-tastic time in New York. Yeah, it's the hard fans... to have a bad time in New York. Although, Julie, you don't like New York, so... I really don't like New York. No, like, New York City proper, like, I'm not... I'm also not really into it. Like, I get... Uh, like, I've been there a lot of times for, like, New York Comic Con, and 
I've been out there for like a few specific shows on Broadway and just there's something about like just the sheer amount of like people that gives me like extreme anxiety. But that game was fantastic. And... Like that game was like so good. The fans like treated us really well. They were really nice. Yeah, well the guys That's sitting behind surprising. us The guys sitting behind us thought we were hilarious. Yeah. Because I after the 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 Rangers scored their fifth goal. I, what I said before we went to this game was I'm not walking out of this game wearing a Capitals jersey if we lose. Yeah. And uh-huh. I had bought a Mika Zibanejad jersey. In addition to the DJ Mika t-shirt I'm wearing right now, I had bought a Mika Zibanejad jersey. So, I love your DJ Mika t-shirt. Isn't it great? He looks so cute on it. So... I, after the Rangers scored their fifth goal and put themselves ahead of the Caps again, I pulled the Zibanejad jersey on. And the guys are like, what? And I'm like, listen, I said I wasn't doing this. And then, <laughs> and then OV scored. And I'm like, well, and I pulled it back off. And then the Rangers won and I put it back on. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, fuck this shit. Like I said, it was hockey BDSM because it was so, it hurt so bad, but it felt so good because Mika scored five goals. I mean, it was an exciting game to watch for a change. So many of the Cavs losses have just been like painful Boring in a bad way rather than painful in a good way. I, it was wild as hell. Also, Danya was drunk. Oh I my was. God, both of those things are such surprising bits of information. Tell Amy about the cup that you got. Oh my god, so it was like this little New York Rangers like plastic cup with like the New York Rangers crest on the front of it. However, however, they also had a little lid on it and the little lid on it was like a little plastic, like a clear plastic like dome with a giant blue goalie mask on the top of it. Oh my god. (laughs) And somehow the cup got left here, but Donya made it home with the lid because the lid got left in the car and Melanie found it in the floorboard on the way to the airport. Oh, jeez. I know. It just, yeah. Things Donya left Uh, here that I can see from where I'm sitting right now. God. Her headphones. Her New York Rangers cup. Made it out with the Buffalo cup, though. I did. Uh... Her Joe Snively signed puck from when we went to Hershey. And some hand sanitizer. Oh no, which one did I leave? The watermelon one. We had this conversation already. Oh yeah, we did. Because you said, oh, that's the one you don't like. Yeah. I mean, was I wrong? No. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. It just, I don't, it's like watermelon lemonade flavored or something like that. And I just don't like it. Then the Capitals played the Pens, which Danya and I did not see. I did. Because we were walking around the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame at the time, kind of keeping up with the score on our phones. And I'm like, shh, don't scare it. So tell tell us about the Caps playing the Pens, Amy. You know, I don't remember much. It's kind of like going to a really good party that you know you had a really good time you just can't remember how it, it, it's like that beating the pens is always like that and we did alternative pens facts on twitter at least i did i, I tried did to see some of them while uh while y'all were touring the hall of fame and uh, did you see did you see david air's stick at least no because we went past the hurricanes display so quickly we didn't see it well you know sometimes it's good to walk quickly past the hurricanes we were like fuck, we were like fuck the canes we got better shit to look at there you go but yeah it was it was fun 
Once again, Matt Murray, bad goalie. You hate to see it. I know, right? Pretty much, like, I, he follows the Marc-Andre Fleury model of being out of position, like, 85% of the time. And the other 15% of the time is high glove side. You, you usually get him. Yeah, that's where Donya shot on Hank Lundquist at the Hall of Fame. And scored like four, many, like four times. many, many times. That was also the first time I'd ever held a, an ice hockey stick and the first time that I'd ever shot a puck at anything. Really? Yes. Yeah. This, this girl really thought I knew what I was doing because I'd been taught how to shoot by like a fucking Olympic gold medalist. And I'm like, oh no, they handed me a stick. Don't let me pick my own stick. What is right-handed? What does that mean? Mm. But also we did the goaltending experience where they shoot little soft foam rubber pucks at you. And one of Danya blocked one with her face. Oh no! They're it soft foam rubber. Like they don't foam. hurt. Yeah, they're foam. They don't hurt. It was really still fun. like that's not the part of your body you typically want to block anything with. Oh no! But it was still really goddamn funny. It was so funny, <laughs> and it was even funnier to watch me do it after that because I was not willing to block anything with my face. Oh my! Um. So yeah, I'm always surprised at like how how grippy actual hockey sticks are oh my god they feel horrible don't they though no wonder they wear gloves but the gloves smell horrible like it's all horrible man. it's all horrible do you know what one of my favorite things about the hockey hall of fame was what um do you know how they have a little display for every single team i do not i have okay. not been there so they have a display for every single team in the NHL, and each NHL team has their, like, farm team affiliate stuff in there. So if you're the Washington Capitals, you've got, like, your Washington Capitals jersey, and obviously it's Ovi's that's in there, and there's some Ovi stuff in there. And then you've got a Hershey Bears jersey, because that's our farm team, and then you've got a South Carolina Stingrays jersey. And Oh, I seem to remember seeing a photograph and that the Big Hamsome has his jersey in there, doesn't he? Other Washington Capitals that have their jerseys currently in the Hockey Hall of Fame Include, but are not limited to, Jonas Siegenthaler. Yay, big hamstone. Because his jersey is one of the red, white, and blue Caps-themed um, Hershey Bears jerseys from the uh, 2018 opener. Nice. Because they had that, like, Caps night. Yeah, Back when, during the, like, one or two years that the Reading Royals were Caps affiliate, they did a Caps night, and they did, they did, like, a Caps knockoff jersey where they did, like, with the Y in Royals, what they do with the T in Capitals, except kind of backwards, and it looked, it looked like the Caps logo, except it was the Reading Royals. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and the, the really Bears logo looked... is basically just red, white, and blue. And we were like, why would they put... Um, why Siegenthaler? And the only thing, like, it doesn't say anything special about it. I pulled up the picture, and all it says is, um, whoops. Hershey Bears jersey worn by defenseman Jonas Siegenthaler during the club's October 7th, 2018 game versus Bridgeport Sound Tigers. Siegenthaler would record... <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, Sound Tigers? <laughs> I did that in the Hall of Fame when we walked past the, uh... Islanders awesome. display. Um, Bridgeport, uh, but would later uh, tripping minor penalty during a two-one loss, but would made her make his NHL debut and play twenty-six games for the parent club. And it doesn't say anything, but the only reason I can think of that it's in there is because he's the first player of. 
tie to scent to play in the NHL. I mean, that may very well be. You would it think they. I mean, might you would think they would that. say something, but like, yeah. I why not someone else? Why not? Um, what else did we do? What else did we see? Donya got to see the cup for the first time. I Yay! did, which was really great because obviously it's really hard being overseas because obviously when all of the stuff happened with the Caps winning the cup, um, I was not able to come over and experience any of it. Uh, at the time, I was still working an office job and my ability to take leave was very limited. Now that I work from home and have a job that allows me to work from anywhere, uh, it's a lot easier for me to be very flexible with how long I stay. Now I need to win it again so you can just come over here. Exactly. But yeah, so this was the first time that I got to see it, which was really damn cool. (laughs) Like, it was nice. It was really nice to be able to see it because I think the only time I did get to was the banner raising night from the ice. Mm. Uh, I was in town when the cup, I think the cup was at MedStar, uh, Capitals Iceplex, where they practice, but we had gone to practice and left and it showed up like an hour and a half after we had left. And so I missed out on seeing it by like an hour and a half other than on the ice during the banner raising. So yeah, this was the first time I got to see it um we also got to see their actual cup ring yes because they had one on display there which was really cool well if you, if i had thought about it i would have let you try on my mine that i have <laughs> i've got i've got one <laughs> not not entirely <laughs> not entirely legitimate but actually is really is a really decent replica. I got it off Amazon, of all places. It doesn't look that bad for something that cost me, like, $20. Well, there you go. At least you didn't have to pay for a season's worth of tickets to get yours. You know, I was actually talking to Julie about uh, it It would probably make sense for me to get a partial plan next season because of how many games I go to. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, because when I come into town, I try and do it when there's, like, a, a bunch of home games. A bunch of home games, so I tend to go to about between 10 and 15 games a season, which is pretty decent for someone who lives across an ocean. Uh, No kidding! (laughs) Yeah, so it would actually make sense to maybe talk to them about doing a partial plan or something. I don't know. I was considering it. I don't know if it's worth it for like any perks or whatever, but I need to look into that. If there's a season. Uh, we started talking about that because I actually talked to my season ticket rep from Jersey on the phone while we were on our way to New York about partial packages. Ah. We've talked about the Sabres game pretty lengthily. Listen, it was a good goal. Lars Eller shoved Jeff into the paint. Jeff was out of the paint before the shot was even taken. Hope he could have saved it. He just fucking didn't. Watching Jeff angrily point at Lars Eller was pretty great. And the reason Kruger didn't challenge it is because at that point in the game, he didn't want to take the chance of putting his team on the penalty kill. Ah, well, that makes sense. Because the thing with goaltender interference is that they've actually had a couple of calls go against them recently where they were, like, pretty confident that they were making the right call and they thought it was pretty cut and dry that it was going to go in their favor. I think one of them was from the Penguins game and it didn't. Yeah. And so he was basically like, I don't like, there's no way to know. I can't do this to them again. Yeah. 
Mm. It was basically a, we don't actually know where the line is, what the call is, what is or what isn't considered interference. So I can't with like, because we're talking like, it would have put them on the penalty kill for the remainder of the game. Because it was like... true, that was close to the end. It was really close to the end. Or they would have won the game in regulation. Yeah, but there was... It's kind of one of those things where he was like, but there's... You can't can't make that call. Are the Buffalo Sabres the most unlucky team in the league? Probably. Yeah, you know what? Because we watched a lot of Sabres games together. (sighs) Donnie and I watch a lot of... Like, so here's the thing. When the recap of this game went up on Russian Machine, people are like, oh my god, the Sabres are a fucking terrible team. I can't believe the the Caps lost to the Sabres. And I was like, no. The Caps were always going to lose to the Sabres. Like, I knew in my heart we were going to go there and the Caps were going to lose to the Sabres. We actually had this discussion in our very long road trip to Buffalo. I, mean, I like, don't doubt It would have been fine either way, but I told Donya, yeah. and I was like, I know we're going to go there and the Caps are going to lose to the Sabres. And the thing is, is it's like law of averages. They had gone on like a really long losing streak, one of which they didn't really deserve to be on. Like, from watching the games. Like, and we watched a lot of the games. Sense. Like, yeah, here's the we thing. Wa- no, go ahead. I was going to say, we watched pretty much, and maybe bar one game, we watched every single Sabres game since the trade deadline. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. and Because you've been in the one... States, so it's been easy for us to watch them. Yeah, so we're watching them together. And they didn't look bad in any of those games. Like They're snake <laughs> It's just not yeah. going in. Yeah, they were incredibly unlucky. And in a lot of those games as well, it was really close right up until the end of the game. And then suddenly a couple of, like, a goal goes in and it's just and like... They fall apart. Like, they're just like, fuck. And they just give up. Some of them yeah. do. Marcus Some Hansen. of them do. Marcus Johansson never gives up. <laughs> he never did with the Devils and he doesn't with the Sabres. That's my boy. But yeah, like, having watched them, it just felt like... They had a lot of, like, really bad bounces. Things weren't going their way. Calls weren't going their way in terms of, like... Yeah, like, goaltender interference stuff wasn't going their way. There was, like... And, like, also bearing in mind, they were not playing with their starting goalie. Their starting goalie came back for the Capitals game. Yeah. So, he had been out. The one that I had to comment on was the guy was, like... Oh, the Caps lost to some scrub goalie who hasn't played in six weeks. And I'm like, yeah, that's their starting goalie who was fucking injured, you idiot. Yeah. (laughs) He was. He got hurt. Uh, They were playing with uh, Carter Hutton and Jonas Johansson. (laughs) Real player that plays for the Buffalo Sabres. Where's number 34? Because we're in Bizarro World. (laughs) Good lord. Yeah. That's almost as bizarre as as Jonas Siegenthaler defending against Marcus Johansson during said game. I really hated that. (laughs) No, you know what I really hated? I really hated him blocking that JoJo shot that would have been a goal that would have won the game for the Sabres in OT. Yeah. Like, Jonas, how could you? But also at the same time, I was not ready for him to squash JoJo against the glass right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear Lord. My yeah. body my body was not ready. Donya had to mop me up off the floor. It's true. One but... other thing I want to say about this game yeah. is that we left and we went to this bar down the street because there's a, a Labatt. Oh, my God. <laughs> A Labatt Brewing Company down the street, and they make beer there. And I went because they, 
I was going to get a growler of this beer that I'd been drinking at the bar before we went to the game. And I walk in, and this incredibly drunk guy goes, is that an O'Reilly jersey? I'm wearing, like, a fucking 50th anniversary jersey, first of all. Why would I have O'Reilly on it? Because people are dumb. And I said, absolutely fucking not. And I turned around, and he's like, I hate that guy. And I'm like, excuse me? Because obviously my number 90 Buffalo Sabres jersey is Marcus Johansson. And um, he's like, I fucking hate that guy. And I'm like, what? No, I fucking love him. He's like, he's a leaf killer. And I'm like, finally, someone (laughs) else gets it. (laughs) However, this guy was not as enthusiastic about it as I am. He did not. I know. I don't think anyone could be, Julie. No, Amy, he's a Leaf fan. He did not find it funny. (laughs) I'm sure, well, he said he started off with, I hate that guy, so. Yeah, and then he starts talking about how um, he's like, he doesn't even want to be here, and I'm like, he's Danya and I are like looking at him and he and we're like he's signed here and he's like no he got traded here and we're like nah no. bro he didn't and then his girlfriend <laughs> came back and he like tasted her tonsils and it was really gross and we took our growler of beer and left yep that sounds like a plan <laughs> yeah I was like oh bye <laughs> but it was really funny it was incredibly funny he's a leaf like, just- killer Finally! Finally someone said it besides me. But he is. He really is. Also good at hockey. Good at hockey. He is. He's very good. Uh anyway, also so bottom good line at giving Andre Burakovsky the finger. Yeah. Oh my god. He's stuck on a plane with Andre Burakovsky and he's very clearly done. <laughs> Julie, that's gonna be that's gonna be the next JoJo heart. You realize that, right? God, I fucking hope so. Just that <laughs> inebriated middle finger JoJo. I think that should be the next. I think that should be a blanket, <laughs> a giant middle finger JoJo blanket. Imagine me needing a blanket at any point in time, people. Look, imagine there not being at least six of them in your living room at any point in time. That's for Melanie. And or the dogs. All right. Well, the dogs don't need a JoJo blanket. Why not? It's on brand. It's... <laughs> Speaking of, I don't want. How fu- many of them have you found? I don't know. How many have I posted? I found one more today. I think. I found, oh, did you? I found one other one that I haven't posted. Danya left me seventeen JoJos when she was here, and I'm mad. Oh my! I didn't know what the number was. Yeah. And I'm like, why seventeen? Very suspicious. Because she accidentally cut through one. <laughs> I did. I basically had uh, the sheet that I print out. Um, I folded it like I'd folded it over by accident, like it had curled over in like the corner, and I was like cutting and didn't realize it had folded over so much that like I cut, I cut like part of top of his head off, and I was like, oh no, I'm sorry, Jojo, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but yes, Julie has seventeen to find and i don't know how many she's found so far i'll look at my phone when we're done here um and dialites you know how i told you i was going to talk about jack eichel well we're going to talk about jeff skinner first okay because we listen we went to the fucking press conference and we thought we were just getting ralph krueger but we got jeff skinner And Jeff Skinner comes in and it's fine, but then Jeff Skinner gets up and leaves. And I wanted to look at Danya to see if she was still breathing because Jeff Skinner, like his ass, 
that boy is all thighs and all ass. And it's so deceptive because if you, like, he very rarely is, like, on, like, any of, like, the social media stuff and you don't really see it. The only time you've ever really gotten a glimpse of it, like, properly, is in that um, table tennis video competition. Good lord. And he's wearing those tiny shorts and it's, like, right there. And he's, like, moving. But anyway, he's moving way too fast sometimes. Like, you have to pause and, like, Oh boy, he gets up and leaves in this press conference and it's just, he's wearing like this um, sort of like hoodie hoodie. thing, but then it's like these, it's it's basically like compression pants. (laughs) And I knew if I looked at Donya, both of us were going to lose it and we were going to get kicked out. Yeah, because they were- Well, judging from the looks, I'm so glad I can see both of you. (laughs) I know, the best part of this is that- Donya and I have our cameras turned on, and I can watch Donya's little face, like... <gasps> I'm really going through it right yeah, now. Yeah. But well, it's true. It's funny because Julie's kind of going through it. Like, I'm going through it watching Julie watch Donya go through it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those things were basically painted on. You could see everything. And, like, you wouldn't expect it of him. Like, you expect, like, a little bit of hockey ass on, like, every hockey player, but like Like a little bit of hockey ass on every hockey player should be on a shirt (laughs) (laughs) oh but the title of this you expect a little bit of hockey ass on every hockey player (laughs) i think that should be the title jeff skinner has hockey ass in abundance though And hockey ass in abundance. Thighs like a speed skater. Yeah, he does. It's it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And then so Jeff leaves, and then Jack Eichel comes in. All right, so tell me about Jack Eichel. I want to say three letters to you, Amy. Uh oh. B D E. Really? But But I will tell you what it stands for. The D stands for douchebag. Oh, oh. He's got big douchebag energy. And Amy. Oh, my God. Jack Eichel walks into a room like the biggest busted douchebag you've ever seen in your life. And And it really works for him. Hot. Yeah. Like, it really works for him. It's like, he knows he's not good looking. It's like he walks in and he's like, I'm not good looking, but I can fuck yeah that's exactly that's exactly it that's exactly the energy that he has it's insane i've never seen Daniel look so excited except for just before we were talking about but it's like incomplete incomplete shock because i wasn't expecting it i I, I was like taken aback man i was like oh my it's like clutching pearls like (laughs) who knew (laughs) julie Uh, but yeah, no, that was an unexpected one because, like, I know I'm into Jeff Skinner. Like, that's not <laughs> that's not news. Nobody expects to be into Jack Eichel. No, he's God. like the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And the other thing that we have to talk about was Braden Holtby, Braden Holtby's eyelashes. Oh. Let me tell you what, man. We're sitting like a foot from Braden Holtby behind the goal. And like Lady, you are telling me things that I am fully aware of. His Darn. eyelashes are so 
fucking long. Like, dude, and, like, he just got hotter the longer we sat there. Yeah. That's what happens. You just look at him and he keeps on getting more delicious. It's true. Which is true of most hockey players, except then John Carlson kept skating toward us and he just got uglier. It's true. (laughs) It's so true. You haven't lived until you caught, like, you know how TJ goes around and he gives everybody a little smack during warm-ups? Have you seen this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mr. Oshi. Have you caught Braden Hopi in the corner to stick his little butt out for him when he's coming? Because he does that, you know. No. I oh, have yeah. not caught that. It'll, it'll always be when Hopi's kind of in the corner and has just, like, gotten up from one of his stretches or whatever. And <laughs> I've seen him do it twice now. <clears throat> where he'll be standing there and he'll see TJ coming. And it'll just stick his little butt out and wait. <laughs> it's not little. Get a little smack and then keep on going. Yeah. It's not little. It's not you know little, what? but it, looks, it... It, look, it makes him look like a six-year-old. <laughs> you know what isn't hot about Braden Holtby? His weird Nothing. socks. His, his book list. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, listen, listen. Uh, it's a list of books that you put together to make people think you read. No, it's like college dude shit right it's like, a list it's... of books that you put together to make people think you read melanie goes oh of course because i think the first thing she saw was zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance and she was like yeah sure that sounds like Braden Holden. i knew about that because brandy puts that in his other half basket every yeah. year i do i do like that he threw hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy in there i'm excited to see that there's a different kerouac book than you would normally see I knew about Old Man of the Sea, too, for some reason, and I don't know why. Because he looks like someone who reads Old Man in the Sea. I guess. Yeah. Um, it was, this list was uh, referred to as pretentious teenage asshole by uh, a mutual friend of ours. Um, and also saying that uh, he's at least 15 years from realizing how much all of these books suck hitchhiker's guide like accepted hitchhiker's guide yeah notwithstanding yeah but yeah it's not a good list brandy holtby brandy's is really good actually brandy's is exceptional but i expect nothing less i mean i like brandy can read so look he tries i you know he should be reading brandy's list he's probably afraid to tell people that he is Um, if you could recommend one book from brandy's list what would you recommend because i haven't read any of these uh give me just a second to go through oh i yeah i have to look at it again i haven't read any of them one moment so many of these are so good i haven't read any of them either i've heard good things about queenie yeah queenie is probably the one that i'm like leaning towards saying but i've read a few of these and they're excellent so but yeah i guess uh queenie by uh candace carty williams i would love to tell you that i'm gonna go like pick that up and read it but we both know i'm not i started reading uh the seattle sockeyes book while we were standing in line at the marley's game oh no danya will confirm that i was not like i did not properly brace myself for like a full on like romance novel ah and it is like it's like very that and if you're into that that's fine like i'm gonna keep reading it i'm just that's not my bag so we have a bunch of listener questions we're also gonna play fuck mary kill so get ready yeah apparently 
Yep. From Elizabeth. Elizabeth wants some alternative pens facts. I did come up with one. Sidney Crosby doesn't use soap when he washes his hands. Ooh. Tanya, give me your oh, best God. alternative penguins fact. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I'm trying to think of one that's, like, topical for right now, but you've got the one that's, like, the most topical. Matt Murray socially distances himself from good saves. <laughs> wow. Holy crap, Amy. <laughs> Look, these things come to me. I can't stop them. That one's good. That one's really good. Hmm. I mean, I want to make a, a joke about Sidney Crosby's gear that he hasn't washed in 15 years, but... <laughs> but that's a... But that's, that's a joke that's in and the, of itself. That's the tweet. Yeah. That's how that's how coronavirus came to be. It wasn't farm animals in Wuhan. Sidney Crosby's dirty jock. <laughs> God. It's a Bauer virus. <laughs> oh man. No, I can't think of like I'm I'm struggling. There's something about toilet paper in there too. <laughs> Dude, Jake Gensel makes toilet paper forts while he's in self-quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> There's your toilet paper one. Thank you. Yeah. From JG, how was it to touch the gloved paw of weird Jeff? Inquiring minds must know. So, we've already technically answered this, but as a two-part answer. One, Brandon Montour. Two, weird Jeff basically like paper mario'd himself against the wall What's that <laughs> maybe they were all maybe they all knew something you didn't and they were all practicing social distancing early <laughs> from elizabeth if the nhl season resumes what do you think happens speed through the last 16 slash 18 games or do and do the full playoffs use the current standings and roll into the playoffs something else i think it was everyone and the one I think it was everyone and the first, uh, number one gets a first round bye. I'll try to find the tweet. She did find the tweet. It's from Eeyore Ironko. Basically, what it has is instead of playing like any of the rest gay of the games, uh, bottom 14 teams in league standings play to reduce field from 31 to 24 with the top 17 having a bye. Round two is a best of three. That is single elimination. Round two is a best of three. Bottom 16 remaining teams play to reduce field from 24 to 16, with the top eight having a bye. Round three, a best of five series with all 16 remaining team remaining teams, sure, playing to reduce field to eight, no more buys, league quarterfinal, league semifinal, and Stanley Cup final, all of which would be best of sevens. I actually really like this, and I wish they would do it. They won't, though, because I... it allows all of the teams to get in on it. That's why but... I want it! That's why I want I it, too, because should... I think in place of, like, having any remaining regular season games, I think it would just be a really nice way to, like, cap off the season yeah. for a lot, of, a lot of teams. Like, there are a few where, like, you know they're not. Like, let's face it, the ones so, that are at the bottom, bottom of the table are never going to make it. The way this is set up, it would have 31 playing 18. So Detroit would play Florida. Yeah. Um, Otto, I think, I think would, there should... Go ahead. I think there should be a play-in. I don't think it should run as deep as this model wants it to. But 
I think this model is assuming the fact that like the the regular season doesn't come back. Yeah. And I, if that's the case, I understand that. It's I nice. That. I don't think it should, but and I think because it won't, I think there should still be a plan, but it should be for teams that are on the bubble, for teams that yeah, you know, I, would have liked those five, six, however many games it might have taken them to get in. Yeah, I guess for me, the reason I like but this is that there are a lot of so many teams have had their season cut short. It's almost like a nice thing for the fans as well Here's the thing. to have one last game with their team before the end of yeah. the season. I like this because it gives everyone an opportunity, whereas if you're just doing play-in for those teams that maybe needed the last few games for a possibility because they're on the bubble, like then why does Detroit need to play any more games? Like, what's the I point? I mean, that's kind of my point. Yeah, but, like, but that's that sucks not fair Detroit. to Detroit or their fans. Like, why does Buffalo need to play any more games? That's not fair to me. It's it's basically, a, if there's no more regular season being played, the fans have lost out on watching their team play, what was it, another 12 games? Just yeah. about, yeah, for yeah. most teams. Like, they've lost out on 12 games. And let's be realistic about it. Teams like maybe the Red Wings, the Sabres, the Sens, the Sharks. Uh, so this would be, the the matchups in this proposed round one would be Detroit and Florida. Florida's a bubble team. Uh, the Senators and Nashville, and the Senators are a bubble team. I mean, not Seth Senators, the I was Preds. Just say, the what? Preds! The Preds! I don't even think the Preds are a bubble team. The Sharks and the Canucks, LA and the Minnesota Wild, the Ducks and the Yotes, the Devils and the Blackhawks and the Sabres and the Canadians. And look, and look, let's be realistic about it. Most of the bubble teams will make it through. The only one there's a possibility they might not make it through is honestly the Habs. Like that Sabres-Habs matchup is the only one that has a chance. And they're 25 and 24. Yeah. And the Habs are a bubble. And they would it's go on nuts. to play probably the Oilers. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Which again, like looking at it, it would probably still shake out being the way that like most people will have predicted, but at least it would be an, a send off for every single team versus a limited number of teams. Because then it's like I don't know, you're bringing you're bringing everything back just to like be like, oh yeah, but you guys don't matter. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think they're. I'm, I'm mostly mentally preparing myself. I think if they're going to do anything, they are least likely to do that. I think what they're likely to do, which is the option that I like least, is to just start the playoffs and line everybody up by points percentage rather than actual points. I don't know that I like that. I mean, I I like something in between what you guys just described and and just doing the playoffs by points percentage, but I'm not sure what that would entail. Yeah, but there is no real in-between there. Like, if the playoffs just begin based on point percentage, then there are a lot of fan bases that are going to miss out. Uh, this one at least involves and includes every single fan base, so no team loses out in terms of, like actually being able to give their team a send-off for the season. Um, while still, realistically, the exact teams that we expect will be in the actual playoffs will be in the playoffs. 
But the only other thing is like the player proposal, which is, you know, that training camp uh, begins in like, I think that thing is like training camp begins in early July, 2019-20 season finishes by late July. You run the playoffs uh, from August through September. The draft and free agency is set for October. And then the 2020-21 season begins in November. That's what the players have proposed. Which, in that case, that kind of does what this play-in playoff scenario does. Which is that even though there are teams that are like realistically not going to make the playoffs... Uh, their fan base the and the fans are at yeah. least going to be able to give a send-off to the team for the end of that season because it's been cut short like then they've we've missed out on a lot of hockey every single fan base has missed out on a lot of hockey here and i just there's something about it that like if we just jump straight into the playoffs i just feel it doesn't matter how badly your team is playing there are some players potentially that this is the last season that they're going to be playing on this team you know, or, or, or any of these teams, or at all. And so it just, there's something about it that doesn't feel right to me that, like, you know, the fans would have used, like, the last game to do the send-off kind of thing, or whatever. And it just feels, it doesn't feel great for the last thing of the season to just be cut really, really short, where you don't get that feeling of closure for every single fan base. I don't care if the team is terrible or amazing, you know, I still want the fan bases at least to get the same sort of thing out at the end of the season, which is being able to say goodbye to that team. I think that's a best case scenario. I think they're gonna, I'm I'm sure that Gary Bettman and the Players Association kind of have a drop dead date in mind. I'm not sure what that is. Um, to where they kind of need to make a decision about what's going to happen and when. And I think the more that window closes, the less of a chance that everybody's going to be able to say goodbye to their hockey, you know, send off their hockey team is going to happen. I think the league and probably the players, if you ask them, would want to play some hockey rather than play no hockey until next year. But Yeah, but you know, like at the same time, I think I don't think it can go past anyway. July. Like I don't think they can start any later than early July because there's no way that you can fit it in. You can't fit absolutely everything in then that you need to fit in by the time you need the next season to start. Like, you can start the next season a little bit later because um, that player proposal, for example, um, like, your post-playoffs free agency October month is, like, at least enough for, like, a mini-reset for, like, a lot of the teams, but and for like whoever actually makes it to the cup final but at that point it's basically like they've had such a long amount of time off prior to going into that <laughs> sorry Bless you. Bless you. i know um God, is the really <laughs> <laughs> they've had they will have had a lot of time off heading into that like mini little bit of the like end of the season playoffs and then time off again, that it may not be as like deeply impactful as a long playoff run typically would be because they've had so much rest time prior sure. to that. So I think then starting the season in November is like, it may not be as impactful as like having a shortened summer. I don't know, but I don't think like if it looks like they can't start in early July, I think that's it. 
I don't think there's any way then that they can come back. Unless, you know, like I said, we're all spitballing here, but they could come back and say, all right, well, we're not going to play the rest of the season, but in August and September, we're going to do the playoffs, and here's how we're going to do them. I hope they do them the way that we just discussed. Yeah. Because I like it, and it gives every team an opportunity to at least play one more game for their fans. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe for Buffalo to scrape their pathetic asses into the playoffs, I don't Let Buffalo have a win, you fuckos! (laughs) Christ. From Sam Rose, quarantine snacks. Are you, your illustrious hosts, a chocolate person, Cheetos, an entire bag of bagel bites? What comfort food did you grab? Oh my God, Henry is barking. Why? Three Musketeers bars and chips and salsa. You live off of Three Musketeers bars. I like them a lot. They're one of the lower fat candy bars out there. Listen, I, last night, if you were on our, um, <laughs> if you were Dude, on- Julie's gonna start laying Cadbury eggs. Listen, that's all I want to eat right now, man. All I want is a fucking, cra- <laughs> fucking Cadbury cream egg. I've gotten, like, I'll buy, like, the four pack of the Cadbury cream egg, and then I'll buy, like, two of the chocolate ones and two of the caramel ones, and then I'll mix See, and match. See, I don't, I don't like them. My sister got that gene she's the cadbury cream egg person but also last night also if you were on the uh twitch stream where we were playing jackbox games i got very drunk and had to open a bag of doritos (laughs) (laughs) because i drank a lot of jack daniels in honor of saint patrick's day yep tennessee whiskey for saint patrick's day it's what i had Hey, look, you gotta go with what you got. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is difficult for me to answer because I've been away for a month. So I've got back to the UK and basically everything is cleared out. Like, and they've there's nowhere delivering right now. Like, there's no online groceries at all. So I've basically had to make do with either stuff that I already had uh, that was um, non-perishable and in the house anyway. So for now, until I can actually find stuff uh i am having uh salt and black pepper cashews and i've got two boxes of thin mints a box of samoas and i have a about half a bar of dandelion chocolate left and the one that i got was a 70 percent madagascar dark chocolate Mm. with uh, raspberry cheesecake and lemon zest notes, which is incredible. This is a little, um, I'm going to show Amy and Julie the the little packet here. Ooh, it's pretty. It just like turned, it like whited out when you held it up. Let me, it's pointless. Yeah. Let me try that. Is that better? It's, um, small batch chocolate from san francisco it was it's incredible my boss actually recommended it to me so at the moment i'm eating my very expensive chocolate bar that was supposed to be like a little treat every now and again but it's like all i have and cashews that i i got for christmas they're really nice and my girl scout cookies that i got while i was in the states because um i mean let's put this into perspective my friend scott who lives in wales who had um, bought some stuff pre-Brexit to put just in storage to, like, so that if anything went wrong, he had stuff on hand. Um, He's had to mail me toilet paper and disinfectant wipes because I have not been able to find any. I've been back. 
now for a few days and I've gone to multiple grocery stores. I've tried online in multiple places and I haven't been able to find anything. So this question for me is difficult because it's basically I'm just scrapping together whatever I can find. Uh, Food-wise has also been interesting because I'm basically eating... um, It's mostly... I haven't been able to find pasta, so I bought instant noodle packets and I've been taking the instant noodles out of that to use that. And... I've been using, like, I don't know if you guys have them. They're, like, little pouches that are, like, rice mm-hmm. that are different flavors oh, that yeah. you can microwave. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's basically why where I'm at with what I've been able to eat. Just so in the States. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I also have Come Cheerios. Back. I also have Cheerios. <laughs> Honey Cheerios. So they're really nice, but still. They make a good snack without the milk, even. They do, in fact, make a good snack without the milk. Yeah, um, welcome to my life. <laughs> also from Sam, booze. Pass. Which hockey team didn't have to stockpile liquor because they already had it all? And who The has Washington to- Capitals. And- <laughs> oh, yeah. Alex Ovechkin, personally. And who yeah. has to leave the house every other day for mixers? <laughs> who are they? Who's? The- no, we know who the team bitch is because he's the puck bitch as well. He was the puck bitch. Jonas Siegenthaler. Jonas Siegenthaler is being sent out to the house every other day to go and get mixes because he is the youngest. He is the youngest player on the Washington Capitals currently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Also from Sam, place bets. Which hockey picks up a book? Obviously, Braden Holtby. He's the only one who can read. <laughs> Sam Reinhardt literally said he's been staring at the wall. So. <laughs> Wait. Was he the one who said hi Sabres fan? Yes. <laughs> like one single Yes. Oh no. Yeah, it was so funny. He did a little video and he opened it with hi Sabres fan. Singular. <laughs> Just been oh, sitting here Lord. staring at the wall. Well, I mean, the- <laughs> Just assume that people would be watching them one at a time because they'd all be isolated. <laughs> it just... It was just really funny. Who runs out of steamed broccoli first? Who amongst you is steaming your broccoli? Roast that shit in the oven. Respect yourself. Smells less like farts Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson's roasting his broccoli in the oven. He lives with a woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Who posts the most dog photos on social media by July? It's Tom Wilson. Yep. Because he just got a new puppy. So conspiracy time. Okay. Where the fuck did Jonas get the dogs he had yesterday? (laughs) Are those his? Did he borrow those? Well. All I know is it's not the dog he adopted with Lewington. Because she's black and white. Maybe he just saw somebody walking some cute dogs in there. I want to know who the dogs are. Mostly because I want more pictures of the dogs. Hello? More dog pictures? Hello? Closing dots. Why are Oshi babies so cute? Because they look like their dad. Uh, correction. Lenny looks like her dad. Lila looks like her mom. And the little one looks like a potato. The little one looks like his dad. He's got that ducktail hair flip that TJ's real proud of that's gonna fall out in the next two days. That's oh my right. god. It's so cute though. Please but tell yeah. me that you saw the video on Lauren's Insta where the new baby has already peed on Lila. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she was like, he peed on me and TJ's like, what? <laughs> And, like, he didn't, like, he did like, couldn't process it at first. Somebody <laughs> buy that family some PPTPs. Like, well, this is the thing, is, like, these, they've had two girls. They were not prepared for this specific problem. 
right? What the fuck kind of diapers are they using? Oh, if you go to if you go to change a baby boy, like guaranteed, like I got caught out no, multiple no, no. times. No, this was a fully clothed baby that Lila was holding. What the fuck kind of diapers are they using? Oh, in which case, no, that's bad. But like, you can have access. <laughs> you can have pee access. Oh, no, with totally. Baby boys. Yeah, so yeah, easily. Yeah, we have a little cone, lay a diaper over it. That's yeah. what they're called. They're pee 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 pees. <laughs> but no, this was like literally. It was Lila's first time holding this baby, fully clothed baby, and he peed on her. <laughs> what is wrong with your baby diapers? Oversaturated. Um, from or non-existent. <laughs> yeah, are they like doing cloth diapers? What do you like? Make better choices. <laughs> From my FMK, a draft class. Now, I asked what the fuck this meant, and she said either pick a player from three classes or pick three players from one draft class. So, I decided to go with our draft classes. So, typically how you figure this out is if you're American, you can go by what year you graduated high school. In Danya's case, we went by what year she turned 18 because her birthday is pre-September. If your birthday is post-September, it's the next year. So, Amy's draft class is 19. 1990. Amy, are you ready to play? Fuck, Mary, kill. Probably not, but hit me. Amy, fuck, Mary, kill. Yamir Yager, Martin Brodeur, Peter Bondra. Oh, dear God. <laughs> fuck Yager, Mary Bondra, kill Uncle Daddy. That's about how I expected that to go. Tanya's <laughs> yep. draft class is 2006. And I deliberately did not give her Nick Backstrom. Danya, fuck, mm-hmm. Mary kill, close your Jonathan Taves, Eric Johnson, drafted number one overall in 2006. I know. Julie what? is not, Julie's not gonna enjoy this one. Are you gonna fuck Eric Johnson? I'm gonna fuck Eric Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I am Teeth going are to, optional. I'm going to marry Jonathan Taves. Aww, R.I.P. Claude. I know, which means killing Claude Giroux. But, like, Jonathan Taves, like, strikes me as, like, he's absolutely the man that I would take home to meet my family. Like, he's absolutely the man that would be my kill shot in that threesome, but... Really? Yeah. No, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Like, Jonathan Taves also surprisingly funnier than anyone gives him credit for. I'd like to see evidence of that. Sure, I will send you some videos and some other stuff. Okay. And also Lindsay can help you with that. He's actually... find him dull. Really? Aw. Little swimmer dog! What now? Little swimmer dog. By the way, I actually saw a puppy today in my apartment, like, neighborhood, that made me think to myself, Can I pet that dog? (laughs) I wish you could see freckles right now. Yeah. Okay, Julie. Julie, mm-hmm. whose draft class is 2003. Yes. Who I selected so lovingly for her. Uh-huh. Julie, fuck, Mary, kill. Oops. Mark Andre Fleury, Eric Stahl, and Paul Bissonette. Listen. Holy shit. Listen, I know, <laughs> I know he's a fucking scab. And I know he's a piece of shit. Two five dollar bills. But if I only if I'm only fucking him once, <laughs> going Paul Bissonette for the fuck. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm gonna marry Flurry. He seems like a fun guy, and I don't yeah. speak French, so we're not gonna have a lot of conversations. <laughs> and then I'm gonna kill Eric Stahl. Bye, Eric Stahl. Like it's not even a good looking stall. Like it's the ugly stall. <laughs> 
And there's enough of them. There's like multiple stalls. Like it's not Jordan. It's the That's ugly right, stall. That's why I think it's stall. Um, next I had you select three draft years and then I selected one player from those draft years. Amy selected 1990, 1994, and 2000. So we're doing a little throwback one with Amy's. Um, Amy had... Sure, because I'm old. Yeah, you are. Amy, uh, from 1990, I have selected for you first round, fifth overall, Yamir Yager. Okay. Uh, from 1994, I have selected for you second round, 51st overall, Patrick Elias. Hmm. 2000, seventh round, 205th overall, Henrik Lundqvist. Oh. I picked some good looking dudes for you. You did. I'd still fuck Yager. Look. <laughs> 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 done it a lot he's probably good at it i reckon i'd marry hank because why not keep that around always and kill elias r.i.p patrick elias for danya danya selected the years 2008 2009 and 2010 now amy do you know what's interesting about these three years one of them is my boyfriend's draft class danya selected the draft classes of our hockey boyfriends so i have selected for her 2008 fourth round 93rd overall, Amy. Brayden Holby. I've selected to her for her from the class of 2009, first round, 24th overall, Amy. Marcus Johansson? Correct. And from the class of 2010, first round, 7th overall, Amy. Jeff Skinner? Yep. Yep. Brayden Holtby, Marcus Johansson, Jeff Skinner, Donya. Them's some tough decisions. This is actually really, really, <coughs> really difficult. Wait until you get to mine. I know. I was very, very cruel to Julie. And oh. I think she knew exactly what I was going to do oh, to yeah. her when she... When I selected years. those years. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... Let's see. So many people are going to be pissed off You're at me for this. I'm killing Braden Holtby. I'm going to... And this will also maybe surprise people as well. I'm marrying Marcus Johansson. Fuck. I'm going to fuck Jeff Skinner. Yeah. That uh, Marcus Johansson, like seeing him with his little girl, like that seals it for the marry category. Like, I'm sorry. He's a wife guy. He is very much. So I can't believe you killed my boyfriend. I know. I mean, unless Brandy Holtby was also in that package deal, that might have changed things a little bit, but bisexual is gonna bisexual. Yeah. But that yeah. So, Julie. I selected the years 2009, 2011, and 2015. I did myself dirty. You did very much. So Julie's choices are from 2009, the first round 24th overall pick, Marcus Johansson. For 2011, it is the first round 6th overall pick, Mika Zibanejad. And from 2015, the second round 57th overall pick, Jonas Siegenthaler. Dear God. Let's go, Julie. Let's fucking go. I did this to myself. Listeners, if only you could see Julie's face right now. I did this to myself. She truly looks downtrodden. She She is struggling. Um, struggle. She is real. Fuck Mika, Mary, Marcus, kill Jonas. Bye. (gasps) Oh no. Oh, interesting. I said nothing. You'll never prove it. (laughs) Well, that is surprising. Well, well, well. And that, dear friends, is fuck, Mary kill. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thanks for that, Mai. That was actually pretty fun. I, I hurt my own feelings. <laughs> Look, I think you hurt Jonas's feelings the most. Listen, listen. I thought this through, and I decided 
that I would go for experience over beauty. <laughs> and brains. I don't know about that. Really? I mean, it wouldn't take much to be. You don't think Jonas has the lowest IQ of the three? I'm not. I plead the fifth. From Elizabeth. <laughs> from Elizabeth Ann. Are we having more game nights? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Because we're all going to go stir crazy if we don't. By Stardew Valley, we're all going to farm together. We're all going to have. Can't get, I can't get Stardew Valley for my iPad, can I? No. Um, it is available on PC, Mac, console. So that is PS4, Xbox, and I think Switch. Actually, let me it check. It is available the... on Switch because that's how Ray plays it. Yes, I just need to check the Xbox. I'm not sure if it's available on Xbox. Give me one second. You see, I don't have those things. I have my phone and an iPad Pro. That's all I have. Yes, Stardew Valley is Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and PC slash Mac. Amy, I can't actually imagine you playing Stardew Valley. We'll keep yeah. you. We'll keep you around for Quiplash, though. Yeah. Stardew Valley allows multiplayer on a farm for, I think... Four people. Four people. So, well, yeah. It should be fun if we did that. We start a farm. And if you already play Stardew Valley, let us know. Because it's like a thing. It's a cult. Yeah. Um, I got Julie into it, and I regret nothing. Absolutely nothing. I should pull it up and see how many um, hours I have sunk into the Kessel Farm, where I'm growing some taters. (laughs) Fuck you. I didn't realize you had called it the farm yeah phil's farm i'm looking at just like otherwise yeah otherwise sorry overall hours on stardew valley that does not include my switch because i also play it on my switch i don't have a switch Uh, you should get one um but the pastel one it's so pretty um, but my total hours on Stardew Valley just on PC is 242 total hours. <laughs> there are 108 hours on the Phil Farm alone. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> well, I'm you got a- around and played freaking Jackpot games last night for over three hours. Yeah, I have, um, I have sunk 327 hours into Stardew Valley. Yeah. Like, for me, it's really deceptive because I think I've got about that many hours on my Switch as well. So, nice. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we will be on Twitch. Our, twi- our Twitch is twitch.tv slash puckeruphockey. We will post on Twitter when we go live. We usually have been playing Quiplash 2 and Trivia Murder Party, which Danya doesn't like because it's a little bit localized to Americans. I think we should try playing Fibbage. It is fun to body snatch. Um, okay. Quib- uh, quibbage. Fucking hell. We might fibbage. try Fibbage next time. Why don't we play Because we're a- all really good liars. We played a different one last night that was kind of fun. I don't remember either. Um, oh, it was the, guess the one... Gaspionage wasn't bad. We played the Trivia Murder Party, Quiplash. Um, we've played Bracketeering. We could play Fibbage. Um, we've also played You Don't Know Jack, which Melanie really enjoys. My roommate Melanie, but like I don't love it. But I'm really good at that game at the end where you like have to click random things that fit into a category. And that's how I win. That's how most people win, you don't know, Jack. In the meantime, I don't know when there's going to be more hockey or what we're going to be able to talk about next time. Maybe we'll start a book club. Probably not, because I don't really read anymore. 
But you know, who knows what'll happen? You Look, know. somebody, some hockey we know is gonna get the Rona. Oh yeah, someone in Ottawa does have the Rona, and the Kings already someone put... who doesn't want their name yeah. released by the press. And like, the Kings, the Kings are the last team that played the Senators, and the Kings were like, uh, yeah, we don't have anybody that's tested tested positive. Though we don't have anybody that has symptoms, is what they said. Mm. So that doesn't mean that nobody has it. They don't have anybody that has symptoms. Well, and God knows that we can't get any tests to anybody except for like NBA teams. So, who knows? In the meantime, you can message us on Twitter at PuckerUpPodcast. You can email us at PuckerUpPod at gmail.com. You can visit our website at PuckerUpHockey.com. And we have a Patreon at Patreon.com slash PuckerUpPodcast. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.